Conversations, random, off-the-cuff discussions on all things paranormal. Hey Kelly, this is our fourth episode of Paranormal Conversations. It sure is. This was a lot of fun. This is a podcast that you and I have really gotten into, the Necronomicast, of course, a, a hat tip to H.P. Lovecraft. And Brian has such an amazing voice. We think you guys are really going to enjoy what we talk about here. Yeah, he was a kick. I really enjoyed interviewing him. The Necronomicast podcast has been around for more than a decade and has featured some of the most well-known people in the paranormal field and the horror genre. Topics include everything from cryptids to hauntings to true crime and beyond. Brian Corey took over main host duties in 2020, and he's brought a wonderfully inquisitive mind to the microphone. He doesn't just interview people. He embarks on conversations and encourages his guests to share more about themselves on a personal level. He makes the journey into darkness seem safe and, above all, interesting. Please welcome Brian Corey of the Necronomicast. Wow, that's a great intro. <laughs> hey, Brian, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you guys? So so nice to meet you guys, and, and what a pleasure to be on your show. Well, we absolutely adore your podcast, and it's very cool to be able to put a face to the voice, I guess you could say. Likewise. Well, I touched a little bit on the Necronomicast there, but can you tell the listeners a little bit more about it, how it got started and all that good stuff? Oh, yeah. You bet. When podcasting started taking hold around the country. One of the earlier pioneers of it in the Midwest and Omaha specifically was a guy named Wayne Brecky. And him and his friend Tim Welch uh, wanted to have a podcast about horror movies and uh, their love of them and kind of welcome people from the horror industry onto the show to talk about things like that. And that was how the Necronomicast was born. Tim and Wayne uh, hosted that for a number of years. And then uh, Wayne kind of rebooted it without uh, Tim has a million things that he does. And so Tim and Wayne kind of parted ways, friendship intact. And uh, they had a bunch of uh, their friends come on to be guest hosts. And then I was a guest and things clicked. And then I was a co-host, producer. And then uh, a couple years ago, I was looking to do what I'm doing now on the Necronomicast. So I was going to start my own podcast and Wayne and his wife and the other guys, we just kind of decided that I would just take it over and rebrand it as my own thing. And because it had a nice history and didn't need to start from scratch. It was just kind of a continuation of what I kind of started introducing to listeners like 2014, 15, 16. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I wanted to ask you, you know, this is something that we often ask some of our interviewees. What got you interested in the quote unquote weird stuff? Oh, man. <laughs> when did it start? <laughs> when did it start? Here, here's a funny thing about me, and longtime listeners in my show know this about me, but my parents were a lot older than other kids' parents. My dad was 70 when I was born, and my mom was 40. So I was kind of an old soul, and I watched a lot of old different kind of TV shows and different movies and had different books and things around the house. You know, it's kind of like living with grandma and grandpa kind of, you know, but they were your mom and dad and I was an only child. So there was 
always um true crime books and there were uh shows on tv all the time my parents watched uh, in search of i'm sure everybody says <laughs> they got but of course we're that age too yes <laughs> right sure so i mean but how i remember like seeing the patterson gimlin film for the first time and falling in love with like cryptids and then i was scared by ghosts and i'd read you know books and pamphlets and 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 different things from um historical places that we'd go on vacation just always reading about like the old west and and ghosts were always part of the history of where we went on vacation and, and it's just so fascinating to me so i i, I love the old-fashioned ghost story, and I also like all these new kind of uh, philosophies and theories that are coming out about the paranormal. It's just, it's just uh, it really just a strange set of interests that I have, <laughs> but not strange to us, not at all. No, <laughs> or no, our no. listeners. <laughs> I know, but a lot of my friends that aren't into that as much, they're just like Brian. You know, you just seem so normal. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, well, I, I think it's pretty, pretty normal. So. When it comes to a ghost, we love to ask people this question, too. And you can define it however you want. I mean, what do you think a ghost is? Theories on that. Oh, boy. You know, if you would have asked me two years ago what I thought a ghost was, five years ago, I mean, like, all these answers would have been different. Today, I'm just... And, and Pendulum will probably swing with my opinion. But right now, I just... I think about the billions of people that have lived on the planet uh, throughout history. And how unique everybody is and how, how um, different everybody is and how special each life is that there's probably a billion definitions of what a ghost is. And there's probably a billion different kinds of hauntings. Uh, I don't think it's always a sad soul that's can't move on, but there's probably a lot of them that are right now. I'm into reading lots of stuff by like uh, Lloyd Auerbach and a great book I'm reading right now by Deborah Blum called Ghost Hunters. It explores the psychical side of, of what a ghost could be and not so much like a physical manifestation out in front of your face, but like how we're all in tune with each other psychically and how we don't know how the brain communicates to other human beings. So uh, a ghost could be a traditional kind of uh, spirit that persists after bodily death or uh, a ghost could be something to me like psychic, like a psychic link. And our brains are just kind of the antenna or the receiver of some kind of higher consciousness. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I just don't know. It's just a sort of wonderful mystery about what the afterlife is or what it could be. You know, and I think it's only, um, hampered by our preconceived uh, notions of what it could be. Does that answer any kind of question at all? Yeah. And I, I think you're very similar to where we come at this from. If people would have asked me years ago, the standard, well, it's the spirit of a deceased person sure. is pretty much the standard thing I thought. And now that we've done our own investigations, talked to so many different people, had all kinds of our own experiences, read about all these different kinds of experiences, you know, talking about Lloyd Auerbach and some of his theories and stuff. Man. We'll never, I don't think we'll ever know. Even when we get there, I think the afterlife is a process of learning things as well. Because it seems to me, you've done some investigations, is that right? Oh, sure. Yeah. You have different levels of experiences in different locations. And sometimes I think that's based on how much whatever it is you're interacting with, whether it's psychical energy or a spirit or some other whatever, cryptid maybe, interdimensional being, they learn as they go along too and have different abilities. It's like when you go into a place that nobody's ever investigated before, 
maybe those spirits don't know how to turn on a flashlight. And so it takes them a while to do it. Whereas you can go into some place else that's been investigated thousands of times and it's like stuff happens like this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of times it's, it's just going to be ever evolving. Your opinions are going to change. Your ideas are going to change. It just is going to be based upon experience. And that experience can be different five different times going into the same location. Oh, Kelly, that's so true. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Diane, you made, you've made some great points there too. I just, one thing I shy away from, and I'm sure you and your guests uh, and maybe a lot of your listeners um, will share this, but definitive statements about the paranormal and stuff. I just can't really get behind. Like when I see entertainment on television or when people say at a live event or something like, well, this is a ghost. This is a poltergeist. This is a demon. This is that. And I'm like, well, hmm, <laughs> we can't, we can't, how do you know? We can't recreate this evidence in any way. It just, it's just an experience and it just happens and we don't know why. And that's part of the mystery of it. You know, I, I, I believe in, in God. And a lot of people will say, well, how can you believe in, in God and, and, or, or how does that all work? And I'm like, this is this paranormal stuff that we're just so drawn to aliens, cryptids, everything, all the folklore, all the ghostly stuff. It's all part of this wonderful universe that we're all sharing together and we don't have the keys to it. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't have the answers and I don't need to have the answers. I just need to go out and really, instead of looking for evidence, I'm looking for an experience. You know, I'm looking for something that can make me draw, draw me into the mystery of what this all is together. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I don't remember which episode it was that I was listening to, but you made a reference, and we'll mention this sometimes too, where you'll have these people who claim to be paranormal experts. And I always laugh anytime somebody's in the paranormal field and says that they're an expert. Now, you may have more experience, but I always laugh when people say they're experts because like you said, there's just really no definitive. It's just like we end every single episode with, is this location haunted? That's for you to decide. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you this is for sure. The experiences I had were definitely some kind of haunting or something like that because we don't really know in the end. Sure. Somebody could be like historically like an expert on history or an expert on the folklore or because they've done their research and they've done their reading and they've put in the time. Sure. You can be an, an expert in that regard. But, you know, like like I said, you can't recreate a ghostly experience in a lab. Uh, it, you can't be that kind of expert. You can be well read. You can be um, have a, a certain degree of philosophy that's informed. Um, but an expert. Yeah, I, I shy away from that. It's fun, though. Isn't this fun? It's way fun. Oh, we love it. <laughs> and we'd love to hear about any experiences that you've had, because I think the other thing that's hard is a lot of people want you to scientifically prove something. And like you said, repeating this stuff with a scientific method is really impossible. And some of our most profound experiences have been personal. It's like I saw something, I felt something, and I can't share that with anybody because it was personal. Sure. I'll give you a couple paranormal experiences that I think I've had. And like I said, I say, I think I've had them. There might be a, a explanations that I haven't considered or, you know, I'm just not intelligent enough to figure out the, the correlation between a certain string of events, you know, but things that were weird to me. And I listened to your podcast, like I listened to your Ford Omaha episode and uh fantastic. You guys did your research. And so, Thank uh, you. and, and props for mentioning the monster club. Uh, <laughs> we were going to ask if you'd been there because, Oh, oh my God, yeah. it's my favorite restaurant. So I'm so jealous you live there. It's oh. so amazing. She has, well, I've bought her so many t-shirts. She has a different monster club t-shirt for every day of the week, right. plus some doubles because she doesn't want to wear them out. And well, 
I mean, it's true. I'm not lying. And then a couple different versions of their their beer mugs, their their pint glass. And when in Omaha, visit the Monster <laughs> Club down there in the old historic old market. Now, not too far from the Monster Club, there is a um, there, well, there's a couple theaters. And when I say theater, I don't mean a movie house. I mean like a uh, a place where the symphony might perform, or an opera might perform, or a stage production might be held. Um, we have a couple of those down downtown Omaha, not too far from the Monster Club. And during COVID, during the pandemic. Uh, they were not scheduling any events there. They still had their staff intact and they were kind of working on doing online things, but the building itself was closed. So I thought, hey, what a great time to see if I can do an investigation there. So I called them up and they're like, uh, sure, we've got some people here on staff that have had these experiences too. And I'm like, fantastic. So I got the, the run of this place and I'll tell you off the air what it is. So I got the run of the place. I had it all the way from the basement, all the way up to the very, very tip top of this historic building, every nook and cranny. They just told me, be careful on the catwalk. They're like, don't fall because <laughs> there's nobody here, you know, in the, in the, in the house to, uh, get you help. So I'm like, all right, fine. No problem. So I, I, I avoided that part, but. I went to this one place where they told me that a door happens to close by itself and a lot of people have witnessed it. And I'm like, oh, no, that's cool. So I go into this room and the door's propped open. It's a heavy door, uh, no modern electrical kind of switches or anything to make the door open or close, you know, nothing like that. There was no magnetic door stopper, any, anything like that. It was just a big, heavy, old school door and a flip down doorstop. So I'm hanging out in this room. And, and frankly, the dirty secret about paranormal investigating is that it's boring. It's very boring sometimes. Quite true. So, right. So I'm like looking at my phone. I had two phones and a camera and a digital recorder, two phones so I can use one to record with and one just because I needed a phone. So I'm kind of scrolling through my phone, just kind of talking and recording and listening and, and the door shuts. I'm like, oh, wow, that's, well, that's crazy. I wasn't scared or anything because I'm like, what's, what does this mean? So I go to the door. And I have this on video. So I open up the door, I push the door stopper down and the door stop, the floor also has a like grip tape. Like if you ever rode a skateboard, yep. you know, like <laughs> when you stand on that, so you don't slide yep. off the wood. Yep. Okay. There's grip tape on the floor, stuck to the floor. Door stop has more friction than usual to hold it in place. So I push the door stop down and I'm pulling like, I'm yanking on this door. I'm, I'm pulling as hard as hell as I can. Pull, pull, pull. I'm satisfied that the door is not going to move. So I'm like, well, maybe somebody just kind of propped it open willy-nilly days ago because there's nobody here. I sit in the room for another 20 minutes. And just when I'm just about ready to start packing it up, I hear, which is the door stop going up and the door starts shutting and closing. Wow. Yeah. So then I'm kind of freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, no. You weren't freaked oh. out. He made you more curious. Yeah, the, no, the video, like the angle of the camera isn't so, isn't so great. Like I don't, I don't have it out on YouTube for people to take apart because I don't need validation of, of my haunting experience. You know what I mean? Like sure. I know, I know I didn't get the entire, in, the entire portion of the door in shot. You know, I didn't frame it like a director of photography. I just had my camera up. So I didn't put it up there because people could say, oh, you had a buddy hanging out in there. You, somebody, you know, or you pulled a string or something. So that's why it's not. It's not photographed well, but that totally freaked me out. And so later that day, I was in the house, like sitting, like I was watching a show. And it I felt something brush up against me. That's what it felt like. I don't know if it was. Maybe my shirt was caught in the seat or, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to be too definitive there. But what it felt like was somebody like brushing past me, like to get to the aisle to get out. So that's what it kind of felt like. 
not like a tap on the shoulder. I wasn't punched or scratched or nothing like that. It just felt like somebody brushed up against me, like as they're walking out uh, after the end of the play. So sure, interesting. Yeah, uh, and then here's another one. It's not so much ghost. It's not ghostly, but it, this is where I'm getting to with like paranormal and like um, psychical kind of stuff. I'm a musician in town, and I was playing my trumpet uh, at a church. And during the church service, we were playing a song called Behold the Lamb, and it's by a guy named Marty Willett. Marty Willett is an Omaha native. He was a longtime church musician. He's retired. He lives in South or North Carolina now. Anyway, hadn't seen him in years. We're playing this song that he wrote, and I, I know, I, I've known for decades. I've known him forever. And while I'm playing the song... I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder how Marty's doing. My wife is in the uh, congregation. She hears the song and she's like, oh, I wonder how Marty's doing. At that exact moment or during the performance of that song at that church service, I got an email from Marty. Time stamped. The church service is you know, recorded and, and that's online. Uh, so I got an email from him asking me. He's like, hey, I'm in town. Let's go have lunch. And so ghostly, no. Coincidence, don't believe in them. I think it's just connected in some way. But it's so weird that psychically I'm thinking about Marty while I'm playing his music. My wife is listening to the song. She's thinking like, well, I wonder how Marty's doing. At that moment, Marty is thinking about me enough to email me and ask me to go to lunch in a couple of weeks when he's in town or he's in town. You know, I mean, is that paranormal as, as a television show would describe it? Probably not. But it's just one of those things that if you got your eyes open and you're just, you know, the psychic connectedness of all of us, that's what's so exciting to me uh, as I crack open all these 100-year-old books. That, you know, <laughs> Very powerful. Books. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think of something like that? I mean, that psychical connection. I mean, it's weird, right? Yeah. We talk about synchronicity all the time on our podcast because yeah. it happens all the time. We'll have a listener yeah. who's like, Oh, I was listening to this episode and I just happened to be driving right past that or something else about the episode clicks with them. And I agree with you. I don't think there is such a thing as coincidences. Everything happens for some kind of a reason. It may just be that you guys were thinking so powerfully about him that somehow he got a message in his head and was like, I need to let them know I'm in town and get together. Yeah. And when they talk about right brain and left brain stuff, the fact that I was performing music, which is a little bit left brain, but it's a lot of... It's it's a lot of right brain. Yeah. The creativeness of it. My my wife in the congregation is hearing this music being performed and that conjures up thoughts of Marty. Yeah, it's weird. That's <laughs> but, very cool. Yeah, and I say the email like cuz the email's like it was sent at 6:11. It's 5:30 mass and then at uh 41 42 minutes we're playing that song on the on the video uh the, the streaming video that they put on YouTube the church did. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's wild. So, I mean, that's the latest thing. You know, I mean, things happen all the time. You just got to keep your like your eyes open to weird and strange experiences. Yeah, we have that happen just between the two of us all the time. But yeah, we're we're definitely big believers in that. And a lot of times you have no explanation. It's just a matter of, I think it's the power of the mind. Yeah. And if that can happen to living people, who's to say that, you know, after you experience bodily death, that you know, that spirit, that conscious goes and lives and expressed and is in a mystery that we, we don't know yet until, until that day happens, you know. Exactly. So. so since you first started hosting solo, have you had a favorite guest on your podcast? Yeah. Without putting you too much on the spot? <laughs> I'm really trying to have like a wide variety of guests and, um, 
I'm trying to skew it, especially this season. I don't know if you went through my guest list. I'm trying to skew it heavily female because in the past there hasn't been a lot of female voices on my show. So I'm really trying on that. So with that, I had a great conversation with Dr. Catherine Ramsland lately. Oh, yes. um, she had the true crime expert. Um, we, we were talking about her book about BTK, uh, the, the killer uh, from Raider from Wichita. I really, really enjoyed talking to her. I thought that was phenomenal. Um, Leslie Rule, the daughter of Anne Rule, the famous crime writer. Anne's a great writer in her own in her own right, and uh, she wrote a book called Tangled Web, uh, which took place. The crime took place in Omaha and Council Bluffs, so that was really so much fun. Like connecting with her and uh, picking her brain about stuff. Um, I, earlier, I mentioned the Patterson Gimlin film. The Bigfoot film, I, I had uh, Bob Gimlin on, and I think he's 94 now, so he's like 91 when I interviewed him. So that, that was, I was like shaking, you know, <laughs> like this is, and he was like, oh, shuck. And he's like the old rancher, oh, shucks, you know, and hey, how you doing? You know, he's so, <laughs> so warm and, and such a gentleman that like my fear and my nervousness just like melted away. And then, uh, then there's a guy, uh, John E.L. Tenney was on my show uh, early last year, and I'm, Actually, he's going to be a part of the Necronomicast live event that's coming up in October. I just like his philosophy uh, on a lot of this paranormal stuff. And he's just um, so helpful like to podcasters and people just starting out. He's just willing to talk to anybody. And I really appreciate that about him, too, uh, the, the humanness of, of the interaction and just sharing stories and having conversations. You know, uh, That's what I like about this podcast medium. It's so conversational rather than a lot of talk radio and stuff is so confrontational, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, like, like, you know, you guys are in Florida right now. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And here I am in Omaha and we're having this great conversation. We've never met before. And, you know, we're, we're just having a great time just talking. And that's what I love about the, the podcast revolution. And uh, it's just giving people a voice to talk and a, and a way to share ideas. You know, I don't know if I ever would have had the chance to talk to you guys, but here we are. We're chatting. I love it. We could have met at the Monster Club and we didn't even know it. <laughs> Their chocolate shakes are out of this world. <laughs> well, I know we'll great... be back there. Did you go up to the uh, record store upstairs? I we don't get think a chance we got to. Get up to... There. We, were, we were getting ready to go investigate. Was it Velisca at that time? Uh, or were we on the way squirrel to Squirrel Cage? cage? Squirrel Cage Jail. So we we had other things that we had to do, but we had some listeners meet up, and we all enjoyed a really awesome meal. And we got to take in, you know, the downstairs part, and we made some purchases. Yeah, yeah. they got <laughs> this no, life size. We didn't make it up there. They just they just released or just uh, unleashed or unveiled. They have a new statue there. It's a life-size Christopher Lee as Dracula statue. And it's gorgeous. It's amazing. <laughs> so- we saw the post of it. I, I think on Facebook. I think yeah. so. We oh, follow it's... them. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It's sick. It's just so cool. You know, I had, yep. to, as soon as I saw that, I took my, my youngest son down there and I'm like, you're stand up there next to Dracula. We're going to take your picture. So yeah. You, know- when you guys, if you guys come back to Omaha council bluffs area, Lincoln, uh, I want to hook you guys up. There's some great uh, paranormal investigators and historians here. Uh, a, a friend of mine, <clears throat> excuse me, Jamie Nestrel, uh, she operates the Midwest Paranormal History Tours that are here. And she does um, like Fort Omaha. She does uh, Haunted Forest. She does downtown stuff. She's she's fantastic. I want to hook you guys up with her. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to to meet you guys, have a shake at the Monster Club and go hang out the Squirrel Cage or something. Yeah, that'd be a blast. We definitely plan on reinvestigating Squirrel Cage, too, because we had an amazing experience there. What well, happened there? 
what didn't happen. <laughs> you don't have enough time right, right now, but we could definitely chat at another time. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, when you think about Omaha, Nebraska, and I, mean, I mean, we are from Florida and I grew up in Denver. So when you think of Omaha, it's like, oh, you know, what's going on there? But when it comes to the paranormal, that area has got a lot of stuff. You know, like we mentioned the squirrel cage, there's the Villisca Axe Murder House and then Malvern Manor. And I know that you did a show there like recorded in Malvern Manor. And it was so much fun to listen to that because not only was it a great guest that you had, but every so often you guys would go, did you hear that? And you could hear that you both would like be turning around. It happened like three or four times and you could hear the sound in the background. And it's like, they're the only two people in this building. Yeah. That place is not a joke. It's, it's, um, and there's, and the guy that runs the place, Josh Hurd. He's, he's great. Uh, He's great. And he's totally honest. And you know what I mean? You're not walking into a place that you have to worry about the um, integrity of an, of an investigation. I mean, he presents it, the, his, the history of the place accurately and confidently. And thanks for the kind words about that episode, because that was that was a that was a, a strange one to uh, to put together because like I had to go to Ron lives in another town. So I had to go pick Ron up. Uh, cause he had a car trouble and his wife had the, the good car or something like that. And then we drove to Malvern and then, uh, we purposely were in the dark shadow man hallway with no lights on and we just propped up two chairs. And, and if you listen on your headphones, like you can hear the reverb of the, of the room that we're in the hallway. And, uh, yeah, there was a couple times where you just hear like a, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you heard that too. All right. Well, let's let's continue to talk while like like I'm kind of focusing on him and then looking over here to see if I, you know, spot the shadow man in the shadow man hallway. Yeah, we had some interesting experiences there too. We uh we just kind of did the the quick tour, you know, Josh takes you through 15 minutes, here's this, mm-hmm. here's this. And we weren't even expecting it and he was just like, "Now, you guys could stay as long as you want and investigate a little bit if you want to." So we're like, "Oh, cool." And yeah, he turned us loose, but unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of time. It was kind of a last-minute impromptu run over to check it out. We had some listeners with us and went through and did a, a real small investigation. The thing that's great about it, though, is that they have found the history behind some of the stories there. And it's it's a, a very profound place to hang out because a lot of these other asylums and sanatoriums and such, it's... They, they don't have like the stories that are behind a lot of the quote unquote hauntings that are going on there. Whereas with Malvern Manor, it seems like they have a lot more information on that. And it's just a, an interesting group of people that have decided or whatever it is hanging out together in that location. Yeah. I make it there about two or three times uh, a year. And like during my kids spring break, I took them uh, to go check it out. And then we got giant ice cream cones at the, uh, at the cafe that's right in front of the place. But yeah, there's a, there's a great book that, that they put together. And I'm sure if you go to the Malvern Manor website, you can get it there, or, but it's called, we are Malvern Manor and it's uh, a history of the place, but they also went through and documented like every person that passed away there. So if your listeners aren't familiar with that history, you know, read up on the Malvern Manor and, and the different versions of that building. Uh, it was a, it was multi, multi-use facility for, for, um, from a hotel all the way to a, like a nursing home kind of a place just over its, the course of its history. And, um, you know, they did some painstaking work, like to put together everybody that passed away there. And they went through like, you know, the real records. I mean, it's not folklore, or his, funny history. I mean, it's here's this person's name and we, we can document it, all this stuff. And it, it's it's really quite interesting. It's great. 
Yeah, it's a real, it's a place with a lot of integrity. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I agree. So you dip a little bit into the horror genre on your podcast. So since we talk about a lot of haunted locations, are there any specific haunted house type movies that are your favorites? Oh, sure. Everybody says The Changeling, and that's a classic. I have to give a shout out to my friend Doug, who... uh who hit me to that. I saw it a long time ago and then he was such a big fan of it that I bought it again and watched it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is fantastic. I forgot how good it was. 1981's a ghost story with Fred Astaire. And uh, do you guys remember that one? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that's such an old school creep creep show. That's great. Uh, <laughs> of course, poltergeist, the conjuring movies are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, and then the one that Casey Affleck made, I think it's called just ghost story from like 2017. I, uh, I haven't was... seen that one yet. Ooh, it's super interesting. I... It has... We'll have to check it out. It's yeah, one... we'll have to rewatch it. I think that we did actually see it. I liked it. Well, maybe not. Maybe I saw it. <laughs> she did. Talk about like <laughs> psychical connections in this movie and, and ghosts that time travel. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's pretty heavy. Uh, and, and it's so simple of a story too. So yeah, those are my favorites right now, but I grew up like with the monster movies, like Jaws is my all time favorite movie. And so uh, coming up July 4th weekend, I drag the kids down to the basement. I'm like, you guys are going to watch Jaws with me. So that, that happens uh, every year around here. So yeah, Jaws is my favorite horror movie and my favorite franchise though has to be Friday the 13th. So. Okay. I lean yeah. more towards the Halloween, but that's fine. Okay. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. No duking it out. You two. <laughs> I mean, the horror genre is just a lot of fun because it's like anything goes. And I think it has really gained a lot of popularity and respect nowadays than what it used to have. Oh, sure. And what what a great time. Like, I really came of age in the 80s. Uh, I was born in 74. So when I was 10 in 84, uh, you know, Ghostbusters came out and, and Friday the 13th, the final chapter. And I remember being a little kid and watching Friday the 13th part three over the course of a month because I was so scared. When it was on HBO, like I was so scared, I went downstairs and watched like ten minutes of it in the middle of the night, and then had to go up. You know, so it took me a whole month to watch it. So yeah, I just I, I just think like the '80s and were such a great time for horror because of the great franchises and the um, all the advancements that were made in practical special effects with like Tom Savini and and got uh, Kevin Yeager and guys like Stan Winston. So yeah, uh, Necronomicast, it's movies and true crime and paranormal. And I, even if it doesn't fit in, in there, I, I find it a way to justify it for the listeners. Very cool. <laughs> it's well, my Brian, show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> exactly. That's, right. That's the way it goes. Right. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Let the listeners know a little bit more about your event that's coming up here in October and where they can find out more about you and the podcast. Oh boy. Thanks for that. Uh, thanks for reminding me. So I decided, you know, let's, let's go crazy this year. And sometimes there's not a lot of like paranormal events around here in the Midwest. So, um, I decided to make my own. So the Necronomicast proudly presents historic haunted heartland. It's going to be a night of true paranormal stories told by, there's that word again, experts in the field. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Nestrel, who I mentioned earlier, she's going to uh, give the first kind of talk about uh, the Haunted History of Omaha and Nebraska. Uh, after her will be Johnny Hauser, who's the longtime caretaker of the Velisca Axe Murder House. He's going to talk about the history of the town, the murders, and the haunting that's happened after that. And then um, after a brief intermission, because there's a cash bar, everybody, 
John <laughs> E. L. John E. L. Tenney is going to come in from Michigan, and he's going to deliver one of his signature weird lectures. And if you haven't heard John Tenney talk, he's just a master storyteller. I don't demean him when I say there's a lot of stand-up comedy in it because the guy's just funny. He knows how to work a room, and his stories are incredible. And he knows how to he knows how to craft a story. So I'm super excited about uh, flying him in for this. Um, so we're going to have the local stories, the regional stories, and then kind of the weird of our world with John. So that's happening Saturday, October 8th at the Benson Theater in Omaha. Tickets, if you're in the Midwest and you want to come, tickets will be on sale this summer at uh, com. There's a tab on there about the live event. So I'm super excited about that. Hopefully I don't lose my shirt on it. I think we'll sell out. At the Benson Theater, I'm, I'm feeling very confident about that. I have a lot of interest, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun in October. And in Omaha, the weather's beautiful in October. It's just those beautiful October nights, and it uh, should be a fun, spooky event. I was going to ask, because that is north, and, you know, north gets a little bit chilly, so. This one, I don't know. She needs a parka when it's, like, 65 you can roast in Omaha in October too. I mean, there's been 90 degree days for sure. I mean, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm using my psychic powers. It's going to be a beautiful night and uh, everybody should come down and check out the historic haunted heartland here at the Benson Theater in Omaha. Very cool. And where can they find your podcast? You can find it at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I ask your listeners if, uh, if they would be so kind. Checking out the Necronomicast, if they would leave a review at iTunes or at Spotify, you can do that now. Leave some some stars, whatever you – how many stars you, you can afford, whatever you want to give it on, on a review. But, yeah, uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify, every place you go. I've got a fledgling little YouTube channel where I put all the episodes and some fun stuff once in a while. But, yeah, everywhere you listen to um, History Goes Bump, these paranormal conversations, uh, you can find the Necronomicast. And I really – just, uh, I think we talked about this maybe before we started rolling tape, but uh, I'm just so appreciative when people find the show and listen to it and 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 tell me that they enjoy it or they really found something interesting out of it. So it's just, uh, I just appreciate people's generosity of time and listening to the show and giving it a chance. Well, thanks again, Brian, for joining us, and good luck to your son and his game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck at yeah. the baseball game. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. Play ball. And thank you so much for joining us today. We certainly appreciate you coming on. Well, Kelly, that was a lot of fun. Something that I didn't get to say while we were doing the interview is Brian had mentioned that a couple of his favorite interviews were with Dr. Catherine Ramsland and Leslie Rule. And we got into talking about something else, so I didn't get to bring it up again. But I was going to say, not only do I think it's really cool that you've had both those women on, and they're really known in the true crime genre and stuff, but they're both ghost people too. They both have written books about ghosts. And as a matter of fact, the only book that I have by Leslie Rule is Ghosts Among Us. So I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I love it when there's that crossover. Also, one of the haunted house stories that he says that he really likes, it's one of my favorite too, is The Changeling with George C. Scott. And I also didn't get a chance to throw this in because we were talking about other stuff, too. But The Changeling was based on a true story about a house in downtown Denver that was right along Cheeseman Park. 
Very cool. And we've talked about Teesman Park in our Haunted Cemeteries episode. I don't remember which one, but that whole area around there is very haunted. So it's not surprising to have a haunted house there. Too bad you didn't get to investigate when you lived there. (laughs) I know. There are so many cool places that I could have done. We'll eventually have to go back and I can show you where I used to live and all that good stuff. Most definitely. And I also wanted to point out, he was talking about his event that's coming up in October, and that's in 2022. Yes, indeed. And I'm sure we have some local listeners in that area that are going to be jumping all over it. Yeah, I mean, I was crunching some numbers because we wanted to go up near my sister's place in October, but I I don't think we're going to have the time to do that. Ah, boo, hiss. Yeah, because it just (laughs) takes us, you know, a couple of days to drive up there. If we did the flying thing, but it's a pretty quick turnaround, too. Right. I want to thank you guys for joining us for this conversation. I've been your host, Diane. And this has been Kelly. You take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.